ringing in my ears and I can't understand why I'm not fixed by now begged and I have pleaded take this pain but I'm still pleading I trust you
This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Who came here prepared to praise the Lord this morning? I wish I had five people willing to stand up and make a fool of themselves for Jesus this morning.
son of the ministry. from youth camp this weekend that we put together and this son of legacy was roaring yeah. I said he was roaring yeah. you don't see our kids when we give them some kind of teaching to put them to sleep we give them a teaching Sexual life. We don't like to talk about these things in church. We might offend somebody. Get over it. We're about to offend you over and over and over. And, over. and then one more time just to get you Amen. Talked about living a homosexual life. About being lonely and depressed and finding his finding his comfort in other men. And then God set him free. Just a moment, but I want to just give a few testimonies real quick. Would that be all right? Yeah. yeah. 
Because I think I think Angie's got a prophetic anointing on her, and I think Amen. a lot of pastors have been intimidated by it because they don't know how to facilitate it. Nope. Not here. Said not this house. That's right. <laughs> In fact, I had a pastor send me a message. They they, they pastor a pretty good sized church, Angie, and they said, you know, if it was if I had my way, they said I'd, I'd walk away from my church to come serve you. That's where I'd rather be. Said, but you already got this pastor and that pastor. Where's the camera? Which camera's on me? I want to talk right into that camera. Listen, you're watching this morning. I need about 20 more pastors in the next 24 months. I don't have enough. Don't doubt the size of the vision of this church. Somebody celebrate. said, because I'm going to hospice to pray for a man that's never accepted Christ and he's never been open to it. And I said, we'll Amen. pray for you. An hour later, he sent me a message said, praise God, this man just received yeah. the Holy Ghost right here.
incredible pastors and pastor's wives uh, in Virginia. They had they went as special guests to an event at a church service, and that nasty virus COVID broke loose. Every person in the building got COVID. That's when you'd say, well, we shouldn't go to church anymore. And I tell you, well, we ought to get full of more faith so we can That's conquer right. that thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a Pentecostal church where yeah. that's going to church this morning. Over 200 people had COVID. Let's put them all over the news and let's talk about how we shouldn't go to church anymore instead of we ought to humble ourselves before God, seek Him, repent of our sins, and let's go heal our was doing it. Several of them ended up in ICU. They're all coming out, praise God. Amen. Nobody has lost their life. Please get pastor to pray. Please pray. Said the mother that was elderly was on a 100% oxygen and was no longer communicating and it looked like they didn't have much longer. And so the pastors were actually at our World Harvest Church campus, campus dropping off their daughter at the college and got the message. And so they drove as fast as they could back from Columbus to Virginia because the doctors say you're going to have to say goodbye to your family. And because we have some backslidden government politicians that are absolutely evil and that want to make people die alone and not let yes. us have the choice right. to walk in and to be yes. with our loved ones. Yes. 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 Evil yeah. in the name of compassion, liars. Yes, amen. Yeah. Yeah. Liars. Yeah. Let me see them be so concerned about cancer. Liars. They rushed back. When they got back to Virginia, I sent a message. I said, Pastors, how's she doing? They said she's on 50% oxygen and she's oh. Churches have been so constrained by religious 
this tradition. Yeah. So Amen. Let it go. Let it go. New normal. Let's get ready for something different. Let's yeah. get ready for something different. Yeah. Let's get ready for something different. Let's get ready for something
let's pray together. Worship team, you can be seated. Thank you for that worship. Our Father. Our Father. Our Father. We repent today of what the church has become. And we commit today to what the church shall be in our land. We repent of our fear. We repent of our sin. We repent of our bitterness. We repent of our division. We repent of our stubbornness. And we commit to faith, life, victory, holiness, purity. We commit to be baptized with your joy and not baptized with the depression of this culture. Father, bless this hour. Bless this word. And Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters. Though their skin may be different, though their culture may be different, they are without a doubt our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. And we pray for them. We pray for those, Lord, that are in fear of their life. We pray for those children that have already lost their parents. We pray for the parents that have already lost their children. We pray against the Taliban in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, though America may have packed up the bags and left and watched Afghanistan fall, today we call on you to dispatch the army of heaven. We pray for angels to come. We pray for an angel. Come on. I said we pray for an angel. We pray for the glory of God to come on assignment from heaven and help them. Help us. Help them, God. God, I pray that you would either convert the Taliban, save them, sanctify them, or kill them in the name of Jesus and take them off the earth. Lord, as you have before, opened up the earth and swallowed the enemy of God's people. I pray today, God, that you would stop them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I pray. Lord, we pray for peace in the nations of the world. Every nation around the world. We pray for the peace of God. We pray for the provision of God. You're a good, good God. You love your people. So we pray for your people. And we thank you, God, for every blessing we have in this country. We've been so spoiled. So privileged. And never honor the blessings that we have. Lord, change us that we might change a community and change a culture. Lord, I, I heard you say at the youth camp, I watched the atmosphere was tough. There was no involvement, no excitement, and I watched Brother Anthony, get up there and roar and change that entire atmosphere. I watched teenagers that had nothing to do with God fall on their face and cry, literally cry out to you, Lord. And in that moment, I realized that it just takes fire to have fire. That's right. Amen. It just takes fire to have fire. 
It just takes life for there to be life. Yes. Someone that's struggling and, and, and all it takes is someone to, to bend over, get down on their level, give them CPR, push life that is in them into the one that is dying and they can live. God, all it takes is there to be somebody that's got some life for yes. there to be life. All it takes is there to be yes. We pray today, God, that you would start a fire that hell could never quit. We pray today, God, that there be fire in our city because there's fire in our church. Let there be fire in our church because there's fire in our home. God, at least the wildfires of heaven. Yes. Amen. In Jesus' name. And all of God's people in agreement said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is it a good place to be this morning? Yes, it is. Bless God Almighty. He's so good. I said he's so good. Yes. Well, I began, a, I taught you something last week, and I heard so much from it, and I appreciate you. Don't ever think that I get so much feedback that I wouldn't like to have yours. Amen. Every one of us need encouragement. I love to know that what we're giving you impacts your life. And and I heard from a lot of pastors last week that they enjoyed the teaching on the plan to prosper. That God wants you to prosper, but you've got to develop a plan. That's right. And so, just to recap, this is what the scripture taught of Solomon, that man that was blessed with such incredible wisdom. That he taught us this, that God says, you make the plan, and so you are required to put a plan together for your life. Stop waiting on life to just happen to you. Stop living from circumstance to circumstance and put a plan together for your life, for your career, for your marriage, for your ministry, for your children. The book of Habakkuk says, write down the vision, or you could translate that, write down the plan to make it clear that they that see it can run with you. And so we learned last week, stop sharing your plans with people that aren't running with you. Wow. That's just wasting time and slowing you down. Yeah. Share your plan with those that will run with you so that you can accomplish the plan. Yeah. But the proverb says that once you develop a plan, only God can make you live that plan. Right. Only God can accomplish that plan. So you have to take the plan, put it in God's hands, and say, now God, you, you change it. You take the dirty water and you make it into wine. You hear me? And God blesses the plan, and then you begin to work the plan, and the plan will work for you. Right. That will lead you to prosper. Yeah. Well, not only do you have to have a plan if you're going to live in God's provision. And I need you to understand, we, we, we must fight against this teaching that has creeped its way into the American church. That God wants you to live oppressed. Right. That God wants you to live in the lack. My pastor said the only person that says that money won't make you happier are people that never had any money. That's right. Money's not evil. It's the love of money that's yeah. evil. That's right. Amen. God would like to put some money in your life so that you can feed your children. Amen. God would like to put some money in your life so you can sow some seeds, not just into the church, but into the local hospitals and Amen. the recovery centers and yes. all those things. God wants to put some money in your bank so you can help fund the mission of God on the earth. Amen. God don't like it when you have to cry yourself to sleep at night because you have to tell your children no because you're living in lack and not provision. What kind of God do you think he is? 
We sing songs. He's a good, good father. And we believe that he owns everything, has access to everything, and chooses not to give you anything. Yeah. That's not a good, good father. Nope. It is the intent of God for you to live in the overflow of his blessings. That's right. It is the intent of God for him to bless you so much that you can't even drink from the cup you put out for him to fill. You got to drink from the saucer that's sitting on because God's blessings are overflowing. Amen. If God be for you, who dare be against you? I'm preaching to your Bible yeah. right now. That's right. That's right. Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created man and women, and then he blessed them. Say, bless them. Bless them. It's in the nature of God to bless you. Deuteronomy 28, when God was making an old covenant, he said this to his people. It was the intent of God that he would bless them coming in and he would bless them coming out. He would bless them in the city and he would bless them in the country. It was the intent of God in the Old Testament before we even had a slaughtered, slaughtered Savior on the cross to bless his people. Yeah, yes. Amen. It's in the Bible. God wants to bless you. Your Bible says things like this. It is the intention of God for you to be the head and not the tail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Your Bible tells you that God would prefer you to be the one giving the loan instead of having to get the loan. Yeah. Yeah. Folks ain't been reading their Bible. It's in the Word of God. He wants to bless you. So you got to have a plan. Mm -hmm. But you also have to determine to walk on the path that God will bless. Yes. There are many paths in life, but there is only one that he'll bless. Come on. And there's a lot of people traveling a lot of highways that lead to destruction and poverty and loneliness and brokenness and divorce and sexual sin. Come on, I can just keep on going and going and going. All that's on the highway to hell. But your Bible says that there's a holy highway. Say holy highway. Holy highway. And if you will get on this path, the end of it will be life and not death. Amen. You ought to shout if you're on the right path this day. Amen. I've seen what's on the other end of this rainbow. God's got something good in store for me. He's got life and not death. He's got blessing and not cursing. I'm on the right path. It's been paid by the blood yes. of Jesus, the one and only Christ. Hallelujah. That's right. Amen. Matthew, Jesus said, we all know this, that enter through the narrow gate, for gate is wide is the road. A road is a path. There's a wide road, a very a road that just accepts everything. And it leads to destruction. Some of you are on a path that always is going to end destruction. Yeah. But Jesus taught us that there's another road. Say another road. Another road. There's another way to live. There's another way to walk. There's another path to be on. And Jesus said it leads to life. Now Jesus is not just talking about eternity after you die. One of the things that we've done in the American church culture is that we get people saved and the only thing we teach them is songs about heaven. Like I'm saved and now I've got to wait to get to heaven before anything good is going to happen. No, God said heaven down here. Yeah. Jesus taught us to pray that the will of God would happen where? On yeah. earth like it happens where? Yeah. In heaven. heaven. I need to know is there a remnant that still believes that yeah. it is in heaven? Yeah. 
and be right yes. here. If a remnant will just rise up and walk on the path that God has prepared for the righteous. Amen. Yeah. And so in Proverbs chapter 22, that's where I want to be this morning. I'm in my Holman's translation. I, I want to talk about the path that God has for you. This, this path that God has for your life, there are indicators that you're on the wrong path and some indicators that you're on the right path. And so Proverbs 22 says this, a good name is to be chosen over great wealth. Favor, shout favor. favor. No shout it like you want some. Favor, favor. is better than silver and gold. Amen. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord has made them both. Mm. Let me preach for just a moment that a good name is to be chosen over wealth. Right. There is a name that you should choose every time over everything. It's the name of Jesus. Oh. If what is being tangled in front of you to get you a little bit more wealthy goes against the name of Jesus, bypass that road. That's why you don't cheat on your taxes. That's why you don't cheat on your tithes and your offering. If there's a path that gives you more money, but it goes against the name of Jesus, yeah. you need to bypass that yeah. road. There's a Amen. name that's yeah. better to be chosen than any kind of gold or silver that's in the world. You need to choose the path that has the name of God on it more than has the money signs that's offered by people that are in the culture. Yeah. A good name is to be chosen. There is a name above every name. Most backslidden Christians don't believe this, but there's a name above COVID. It's Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I remember the days before we were a fearful church. Pastor Timo, you ought to remember this. Pastor Kevin, Texas pastor and hundreds of people in the auditorium. My God, this would be on the news and everybody freak out about it now. In the middle of a worship service, a drunk daddy had heard about miracle signs and wonders. You know why miracle signs and wonders happen? Because we're not afraid to pray. Yeah. yeah. And they took their, their, their boy to the hospital and he was sick. They gave him some treatment, nothing worked. They heard about miracles in our church and that boy's fever spiked. If I remember right, Pastor Kevin Timo, you can validate this. It was nearly 105, I think it was 104.7 fever. And that dad didn't rush his kid to the emergency room. They rushed him to our church that they'd never been to. In the middle of the service, opened up them doors, ran and laid that baby boy on the altar. Now, I'm not advising you to do that. If your kid's ever got a fever, that I go to the doctor. But I'm telling the story to show you what God can do. Laid that boy on the altar. I laid my hand on that baby and prayed for that boy. And immediately, somebody say immediately. Immediately. That fever broke right in front of everybody. And that sickness was gone. And we want the entire family to Jesus. There's a path with the name of Jesus. And he's still a miracle working God. There is no name that is greater than the name of Jesus. Amen. There's no authority that is greater than him. 
And so on the path, I'm just going to choose to walk a path with the name of Jesus. A good name is to be chosen over wealth. Yeah. And so money can't always buy you God's provision. Money can't always buy you the success that you think you need. Christian people, I'm not talking about sinner people, I'm talking about Christian people always trying to link with who's got the most money, who's got the biggest stage, mm -hmm. because it might open something up for you. No, you go on a bigger stage, you go with that bigger money, and you watch what God's going to happen. It's going to fall apart, and you will be a part of it, and I'm going to preach it to you this morning. Yeah. You need to link with a name that is good. That's right. It's Bible. Yeah. <laughs> watch this. You want things to open up for you? Look at what your Bible says. A good name is to be chosen over great wealth. It gets better. Watch this. I'm about to teach you some things. When you go with a name that is good, rather than a man, woman, corporation, whatever, that's offering all the money and all the bells and whistles that you think is going to propel you into doing something, you've been manipulated. Here's what your Bible says. Watch this. Say favor. Favor. Is better. Better. Than silver or gold. Than silver or gold. Stop chasing the people that have the silver and the gold and link with some people that got a good name and have the favor of God. Yeah. There's some people that got a name and God knows their name. And if you link up with them, you'll get a whole lot more than the greatest millionaire yes. is offering you that probably won't give you any of it anyway. Amen. Yeah. When you're making a decision between crossroads, do I go here or do I go there? Your Bible says, I go with the good name. Yeah. Amen. But the culture likes to look to all the other extra things. And we allow our intellect to be manipulated by our emotions that's looking to what can advance me. The mm. good name is to be chosen over wealth. Favor is better than silver or gold. The rich and poor have this in common. God's the one that made them all. Who you link to and what you link to can determine the amount of favor that God opens up in your life. When you're making a choice about a path, do I go here or I go there, you need to learn to make your decision. Does this help my name or does this help my wallet? If you're going to be on the path of God that leads to His provision, say His provision. His provision. Because if it ain't His money, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. If it's not, then I don't want it. When you're standing at the crossroads, you better pause for just a moment and consider the names. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Proverbs 10 7 says this The remembrance of the righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked will rot. Come on. Let's just keep going. Proverbs 22, verses 3 through 4. <clears throat> so on the path, make sure that you're looking at the name of the road. Mm. That's point number one. Look at the name of the road. It better be the name of Jesus, it better be names that are honorable. Proverbs 22, verses 3 through 4, look at this, a sensible person. 
Pastor Timo, this is what's wrong with our culture. We got people who got no sense. Amen. You're not going to be super spiritual to figure this out. Read your Bible, have some common sense. A sensible person sees danger and takes cover. When I was defending this country and fighting in, a, in Iraq, and we've got videos of it, and we have been preaching in the tents and gunfire and explosion and all those things. When there was danger, I had enough sense to take some cover. But people live their lives walking a path, and there's obvious danger, vulnerability walking this path, but I don't take cover because I got no sense. And so as you are walking a path that leads to prosperity, you have to use the common sense that God has given to you that when you see danger signs that maybe I shouldn't be walking this path, take cover, turn it around. But the Bible says, look, the inexperienced keep going. Inexperienced people choose to walk past when there are obvious red flags that everybody can see it is the inexperienced that continue to walk down that path hoping they're going to get a blessing from it. No, you're going to get a cursing from it. That's right. The choices you make, the decisions you make, where you go, it all matters. The inexperienced keep going and they experience punishment, Proverbs 22 says. The result of humility is fear of the Lord along with wealth, honor, and life. Notice what the scripture is saying. God wants you to have wealth. God wants you to have honor. God wants you to have life. But you're trying to manipulate it into happening and putting the name of Christianity all over it. Right. That's right. And you've deceived your own heart, your own mind, but you will not deceive God. The result of humility is the fear of the Lord. So when you have humility, it produces wealth, honor, and life. Because God wants you to have life, honor, and wealth. It's not against those things. It's the result of humility. Here's what humility is. We have so many Definitions of people. I'll just look at the dictionary to figure these things out. We've, just, we've changed every word there is in the vocabulary. Humility is simply this thinking of yourself less. No, it's not. Humility is when you have the true perspective of you and a true perspective of God that is accurate. When you don't think too high of yourself, you don't think too low of yourself, you have an accurate view of who you are and you have an accurate view of accurate perspective of who God is. And when you understand who you are, not making yourself higher than you are, not making yourself lower than you are, but an accurate perspective of who you are, walking in that humility, having a fear of God, knowing who God is and that God does care about your decisions, I ask counsel, you ask the counsel, you do would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wouldn't ask them where to buy a hamburger, but when you knew they'd be in favor of your decision, that was your counsel. Inconsistent counsel. I've had the same counsel for the past several years, and it ain't changing. Amen. Sometimes they're with me, and sometimes they see things I don't see, and I bless God for that. Yeah. 
A sensible person sees danger and takes cover, but the inexperience keeps going. Stop, keep going in relationships when you can clearly see the danger of that relationship. She cheated on the last 25 men she'd been with, hasn't repented of her sins, won't go to church with you, but you think it's going to work out. Yeah. There's no senses. That business just offered you so much more money to go over here and to be with them when the one you're at might have a little bit less, but they take good quality care of you. But you're looking at the money over here. Yeah. We don't know anything about loyalty in this country anymore. That's right. Humility is a proper perspective of yourself and a proper perspective of God. Mm-hmm. If you walk in that and you develop just the natural senses that God already gave you and you stop and take cover with the danger. <coughs> but we're spending everything we have and then I'm going to be broke at the end of the month. And how did this happen? You didn't see the danger sign when you kept spending, 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 Amen. spending, spending, spending? That's right. Amen. I'd love to give to God, but oh, you didn't realize it was the first fruits, not the last fruits. Amen. Come on. Stop playing with snakes and you might not get bit. Amen. I said, stop playing with them. And you might not get bit by them. But let's keep going. Proverbs 22, 5 and 6. There are thorns and there are snares on the path of the crooked. The one who guards himself stays away from them. Teach the youth about the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Amen. Amen. Boy, we've heard just about every church in the world preach that one out of context, haven't we, Pastor Timo? That don't mean put them in a corner somewhere and teach them Bible when they're old and won't depart from it. That's not what it says. Right. Come up here, Pastor Timo. I love you. I just want you to be around. You don't do that. I just want you up here. I just love you. I love it. This morning you came in to the office and, and sat down with me and just encouraged me and prayed with me before the service. And I love you. I just, oh. just want to pause to hug you and tell you I love you. <laughs> so, so this is so good. And you you don't get a lot of facial expressions, but you'll get one for this. This is so powerful. Let me move on to the other side. You block my notes. You're so tall. So come here and look at this one, Pastor Timo. I lost my sight. I got excited when I saw your smile. So... So here was look. Teach the youth, bring that up here. Teach the youth about the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. You haven't got this. This is why your kids are living like hell, and you're holding on to a promise you don't have that you think you have. So here's what it says. It says, teach them the way, or we could say path, and when they're older, he won't depart from it. That means he won't depart from a path he's already on. Here's the problem. You never got your kids on the path. Amen. That's right. Is that what it says? See, you think, oh, just put them in the church basement somewhere. Let someone teach to them. Let them have a little bit of Bible. When they're old, that'll somehow come back to their memory. And everything's going to work out. They'll never have any mess. And then your kids die, go to hell, and they meet you there. But the Bible says the path you walk leads to prosperity and provision or death. 
And your children are going to walk where you walk. And so if you're always looking about what pays the most instead of what is the best, and if you're always looking at the person that dangles the biggest things instead of the name, you're teaching your children not to look at the character of a man or woman or business before they sign up with it, and you think everything's going to work out because they heard some nursery rhyme sometime. Amen. Your Bible says, walk the right path, your children will follow you. And Pastor Timo, if we walk long enough, if you're my son and we walk long enough, when I'm gone, I'm not going to turn around. I've come too far now. And on this path, I have seen what God can do. On this path, he was there with me when that baby had that miracle. He was there with me when we had a baby that had a tumor and God took it out in our learning center. He'd been walking somewhere with me. When your kids walking with you, they're gonna make the same decisions you make. Yep. How long are you gonna keep making decisions that dishonor yourself, dishonor your church, dishonor the King of Kings? When they're older, they won't depart from a path they're already on. Here's what you do. You tell your children, there's the path. Go ahead and walk it. And they never take a step. They stand there and they watch you on a different path. Come on. Yeah. Walking it. Yeah. The path matters if you want to prosper. Yeah. Amen. Pastor Timo ahead and tell us it Amen. snares of the path are crooked and the one who guards himself stays away. What you need to understand about choosing which path I'm going to take is it's often more important about the one you choose not to take than it is the one you actually take. Yeah. Oh, I'm preaching. It says that on the path of the wicked there's thorns and there's snares. So you've got some foolish faith that's not pure. That even though God puts hiccup and frustration and all of these things in front of your path to make it very clear that's not the path you're meant to be walking, you're still trying to get through it. Mm. In the culture, they say, take the path of least resistance. Now that's not always true in the kingdom. Now, I'm not telling you no. that every road's going to be easy. There wasn't nothing easy about the road of the cross. But I'm here to tell you that 33 years on the earth, not every day was a cross for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so you've got to use some common sense and understand this. Stop quitting just because you got a little bit of turbulence. Amen. Yeah. The pilot doesn't feel just a little bit of turbulence and say, well, we got to land the plane. we got a little bit of turbulence. But if the turbulence doesn't stop, Eventually, a decision is made. We got to get out of this atmosphere and get back on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between a hurricane and some rain. Yeah. And so, when God continuously puts a hurricane in your path, take cover and turn around. Yeah. When it's a little bit of rain, get an umbrella and keep walking. Yeah. 
Use discernment. Use common sense in making a decision about where you're going to be and where you're walking and what name you're linking to. Amen. The name you link to matters and the path yes. that leads to God's yes. provision. Yeah. That's right. I'll tell you right now, let's have a conversation. I'll tell you about linking with my pastor and how God has turned everything around in the last few years for me. Link up with a good name. I said a good name. That's yeah. right. It's more important than money. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 22, 7 and 8. Look at this. The ritual over the poor, the borrow is a slave to the lender. Yep. The one that sows injustice will reap disaster. Yep. And the rod of his fury will be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you this. Because some of you are linking with people that have bad names because they sow injustice and do bad things. Yeah. But you think God's going to bless you by holding their hand and singing some song in the merry-go-round together. You haven't been reading your Bible. If your Bible says to bless your enemy. Yep. It doesn't say to hold hands with them. Nope. Yep. It doesn't right. say to walk the path they're walking. Amen. In fact, this is wisdom. This is wisdom shouting this out to you that someone that sows and does injustice, they shall be destroyed and you're going to go down with the boat because you got on the boat. I'm preaching. I am preaching what we used to call sanctification, being set apart. And you need to set yourself apart from those that sow injustice. Listen to me so-called preacher, missionary, whatever you call yourself, if you're out there devouring God's people like a snake, I refuse to link arms with you. There's no honor in it. I refuse. Catch me at your part. Because my Bible, I said my Bible. Someone said Bible. My Bible says that the man that sows injustice shall be destroyed and everyone that links with it. Yeah. Some of you, the greatest thing you could do is unlink from the current boss you have because that ship is going down. Yeah. And some people say, don't put the camera on me while I say amen because I'm trying to get out of here as fast as I can. <laughs> There's one lady I love a whole lot. I purposely didn't look at you. Amen. I'm praying for you to get out of there. <laughs> don't let some devil tell you to say, you're supposed to stay in a place where there's injustice. Right. It's a holy highway. And you're validated in wanting to get out of that mess. Yeah. I said you're validated in wanting to get out of that mess. Yeah. The one, look what your Bible says. You can't argue with it. But they will, Pastor Blake. They'll still argue. The one that sows injustice will reap disaster and shall be destroyed. If you link with people that are doing injustice, there will be destruction for them, and you won't be there when the house comes from London. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. You want some more? Yeah. It gets better. Amen. The people on your path matter. Yeah. Yes. Amen. You better have some good names on your path. Yeah. How about this? Proverbs 22, 10 and 11. Look at this. Drive out mocker, and the conflict goes too. Then the quarreling and the dishonor will cease. The one who loves a pure heart and gracious lips 
That is the friend of the king. Do you want to know if you're linking with someone that's friends with our king, King Jesus? Look at the way they talk to people. Yeah. When they belittle people, lie about people, put people down, Come on. and you think God's going to bless you for living with them. Come on. My God, you set yourself up for destruction. Yeah. Look at what your Bible says. Oh, you're using Christianity as a cover. You're not really serious about chasing after the heart of God. Your decisions show it. Look what your Bible says. Drive out the mocker and the conflict goes. Some of you would have a lot less conflict if you'd learn to drive out the mockers and the criticizers and those that are foul-mouthed, ill-spirited people that are in your life speaking things into you. Well, they don't speak it into me. No, but they speak it into people around you. And if you cared about them, you ought to take notice of it. Amen. Your Bible says to push out the mocker. But I don't want to dance with them because they might give me something. Mm, yeah. They might change for me. Do you see how much Bible I'm preaching this morning? Yes. Do you see why so many people are not walking in the provision of God, but are walking in the poverty of men? Drive out the one who is a mocker and the conflict will go. And the dishonor will cease. Hmm. Stop inviting conflict on your path. It's what happens. You start out on the right path and God's paved it, the whole highway for you. And there's nobody that wants your dream, your vision to come true more than God. Mm -hmm. He's the one that gave it to you. That's right. But instead of living by faith, you try to manipulate and expedite and accelerate things and make connections where you shouldn't make connections. I have a dream that I want to get married. And so I'll manipulate my emotions that this is a good person when I know that's not who I'm supposed to be yeah, married to. That's right. But I'll manipulate my mind into thinking I'm going to be the one to change them. And so I invite the conflict into my dream of having the happily ever after marriage. Yeah. I have a dream of, of going to work every day and making a difference. But then I bring in employees that I know that I shouldn't. And I create the conflict on my path. Yeah. It wasn't the devil that made your path difficult. It was you that made it difficult by who you chose to link with. Mm -hmm. That's right. Bible, Randy. Yes. Right there. Can't deny it. Can't change it. Forever. The ways of God. Drive out the mocker and the conflict will go and the dishonor will cease. Never walk the path that is paved with dishonor. God is a God of honor. He gives it and he wants to receive it. In fact, God said these are two greatest commandments. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. So don't walk a path with people that don't really love people. And don't really love God. Amen. Well, that dance is going to turn ugly. 
I want to live with those that I know really know Jesus. And I can spend about 15 minutes or I can irritate somebody <laughs> and see if they really know Jesus. Here's what's really sad. Your Bible says that we should push out the mockers, push out the complainers, push out the, the quarrels, push out those that are easily angry and irritated. You say, that's not in that verse. No, it's in the one I'm getting ready to give you. But listen, isn't it sad that God would tell some church people you need to push that pastor out of your life because he gets angry too weak and he, too quick and he's got a bad, foul attitude and doesn't honor me. Go ahead and push that person out of your life. Come on, preach that. Isn't it sad that God would say we need to get rid of some children's workers because they got a bad attitude and it shows quickly yeah. that God would say push them out and the dishonor will stop and the conflict will stop. Yeah. Hey, Pastor, do you know I've been to church seminars and I'll teach this? It might offend somebody. It might get somebody free. It might change the culture of the American church. Yeah, man. How about this? Proverbs 22, 17, 18. Listen closely. Pay attention to the words of the wise. And apply your mind to my knowledge, for it is pleasing if you keep them within you and if they are constantly on your lips. You need the voice of God's counsel on your path. Yeah. Do you know that Jesus walked a path that had a voice on it? Mm -hmm. Well, sure. When he got baptized, there was a voice that said, this is my son. At the transfiguration where he showed a few his glory, pastor, was there a voice that he heard? You see, there was a voice that was on his path. Here's why. 
you'll learn their ways and you will entangle yourself in their snare. The people you lead to on the path you're walking matter. Jesus was selective in who he chose to walk with him. Yeah, that's right. And when one of him then betrayed him, he kept on walking.
What's that mean? Make that tangible where I can see it. We just had the best service we've ever had on Thursday night. Didn't we? <laughs> yeah. We did. People messaged me from all, asked my wife. I couldn't go to bed. People were messaging me that were here and people that weren't here that just saw us talking about it or saw a little video clip. What was it? I bet you I had at least 50 pastors saying, how'd you have that? Can I give you this one landmark of our fathers? It's an altar. Yeah. yeah. And on Thursday nights, we're walking a path that our forefathers walked, which is kneeling at the altar and praying together as a community of faith. Now, Blake preached an entire message that are a wonderful message that night. He honored Elder Kenfield, filled in for Pastor Timo that wasn't feeling well. That message was actually probably the best I've ever heard him do. Yeah. <laughs> Good. But it wasn't his message nope. that did that. Right. His message was after that, for those of you that missed it. Right. What happened? How did we get a sudden baptism of the Holy Spirit where some of you couldn't quit crying, some of you couldn't quit shouting, some of you couldn't quit laughing? <laughs> what happened? We walked the path of our forefathers. It was at the moment of prayer yeah. when Brandy took that mic and didn't rush it and began to pray. Yeah. I sat there and for probably 20 minutes, I'll let you know the secret. When I say I did nothing to make that happen on Thursday night, I mean I did nothing. I didn't even pray with y'all. Because I was so overwhelmed. Hearing the voice of you pray, that I couldn't say anything. And finally, we were in a quiet church when it came to prayer. And I just listened to all your voices as you were crying out. And it felt like it was just never going to stop. The prayer, we were walking the path that leads to life. And we found what our grandfathers and our grandmothers yeah. left yeah. for us, which is the testimony that when you meet God at the altar, God hard. meets you yeah. at the altar. Yeah. And that was a sudden yeah. Sunday on Thursday night. Yes, amen. Amen. I want to walk the right path. And I refuse to be a sellout linking with people that might give us money or give us more things to get us ahead faster. I'll trust God to get us where we're going at the right pace. Amen. Because it's working. Yes. Amen. Amen. Stand with me. My wife said last week, she said, you know, when you go up first and do the, do the offering last, she said, we get out early. She said, I don't know if they speak more than too, too long, but maybe that's it. Well, I fixed that today, didn't I? Amen. <laughs> Sometimes you need to have a long, good heart to heart talk. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes. It's good for the soul. It is. Amen. Close your eyes. I'm not going to drag this out. I'm not going to. Bring you up here, lay hands this morning. I don't feel the need for that. I don't think you need my hand. I need your. I think you need to get your feet on a different path. Come on, come on. I think you need to do a loyalty check to who and where you're loyal. Right. I'm talking to people listening on the radio and watching my television right now. Listen, some of you are about to say I do, and you need to say I don't. Yeah. To that person you're thinking about marrying, Amen. you're attaching yourself to somebody that has wealth, but they don't have a good name. 
others. Some of you thinking about a career choice of jumping from here to there because they got more money, but they got a really bad name. God's putting the brakes on this morning. The path and the place and the people matter when it comes to the release of God's prosperity. So with all your eyes closed, I just wonder who would be honest enough to say, I need to change my path. Raise your hand. I'm not, I see those hands. I see those hands. My goodness, I see those hands. I see those hands. I want to pray for you. If you raise your hand right where you are, we don't have to draw this out. God touch you right where you are. I just want you to say this simple prayer. Pastor Blake and Keel are already on the platform ready to go to close this out. I'm going to pray for you right now. If you raised your hand, get in agreement with me. Father, I want to be on the right path that leads to life and not death. I'm not looking for the wealth of a man. I'm looking for the name of a man. When I look, I trust you, O oh God. I trust your provision and I trust your blessing. I trust you. Forgive me for getting ahead of myself. Forgive me, Lord, but the best of intentions and being deceived into thinking this is the right choice. This is the, the right man to marry when I know deep down it's not. The right place to work when I know it's not. Because I know the ethics. for this and, and for obvious reasons I'm not going to even have you raise your hand for this but I don't want a camera to pick it up and your boss to see it there are people here one I know that I love very very much that I know has been in a difficult season being in a place where the ethics are not the same as God's and it's weary and I just hear the Lord saying I need to preach this, someone write this down I'll forget it I just heard the Lord say, we are intended to walk worthy, not walk weary. And so I want to pray for the weary this morning. For God to divinely get you out of that mess because you so much want to get out of there. And God sees that. So I'm praying for you right now. Father, I bless your sons and daughters that are currently linked up somewhere where it's not everything they were told it would be. And I pray, God, you would break the chains. I pray, according to Proverbs, you would get favor with God and with men. Get them out of that mess. Lord, you have to pick them up off that path. Open up the gate so they can run, and God, they'll run as fast as they can. But we need you today. So I'm asking for resumes. I'm asking God for appointments. I'm asking God for, for interviews. I'm asking for favor in all of that. I'm praying for an acceleration that by Thursday, somebody's going to shout that I got off that evil path and got on a good path because he set me free. If you believe God's going to do that, even this week, would you celebrate him just a little and say amen? Yeah.
Jesus, I mean, they have just been such a blessing. So, no excuses. We feed you. Be here at 6 o'clock. You get to eat from 6 to 6.30 in fellowship. And then 6.30 starts our service. We know it's a school night. We work hard to get you out of here, you know, in, in, a, in an hour. So, make plans to be here on Thursday night if you're not already doing that. Um, September 18th. Put it on your calendar now. It is going to be an epic event in downtown Ironton where the farmer's market is. Um, we are going to have food, inflatables. We're going to have a big block party. Uh, Dave, uh, Pastor Booth is coming down to do some uh, speaking. Pastor David will be speaking. We've got the Chris Feller Band that's going to be um, doing music for us. And a couple other little praise teams, too, that's going to be doing music for us. But it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful day and just a, a time to get out of the community. When I go to my community meetings, I've really been talking it up. So um, uh, really make plans to <laughs> make plans to uh, be there with us. Oh, out. sorry. <laughs> um, okay, Pastor Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Confident that you still in Asia, probably still heard Pastor Kim. She she got a scary. So we all uh, at the end of the service, we will also want to invite everyone to give. You know, uh, we like to take an offering. We don't pass the plate around here, but what we do, we have several financial ways you can give. We have a box on the wall on your left as you're leaving the first entrance right here. There's a, a slit in the top. You can drop an envelope. We have envelopes over there. Drop loose cash. Drop a check if you do. Make it out to Impact Church. If you want to give online, you can go to impact-ironton.com. That's impact-ironton.com. There'll be three uh, ellipses or whatever they call it at the top. Click on that. Go down to partner with us, and it'll walk you through it. Very easy. I heard the Lord say this when the pastor was talking. He was talking about linking, the things that you link to, linking your name to something good. And I was thinking, you know, about getting what we're linked to. And the Lord said, it's important what you link your finances to. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, either the seeds you sow or the seeds you grow. So if I link to poverty, I can't expect to produce prosperity. Right. I'm going to be linked to poverty. Amen. And so if you're linking to people that don't sow, you're linking to what they're linked to. Yeah. So get hooked up to people that sow and believe in giving into right. God's kingdom. You know what I mean? So I encourage you today, give as God's given you. If you didn't pay Uncle Sam and pay your taxes, guess what? He'd come after you. And if we pay Uncle Sam every week, surely we can pay God. Every That's, right. Right. That's how I feel about it. That's why it's biblical. Bible, he says bring the first fruits, not last fruits. And our pastor eloquently said that today. Not last fruits, not least fruits, first fruits. Yeah. So I believe if we can give to people around, we can give to Texas Roadhouse, we can give to J.C. Penney, surely we can give to God. Amen. Amen. So now that I'll shake you down, I'm going to shake you up. I love you. God bless you. Y'all have a good time and a good day. You're dismissed. See you next week.